0: Hey there. How's your writing going? Are you spinning your wheels more than making real progress towards your goals? Are you not quite sure what your writing goals are? If that's you, you're not alone and you're in the right place. My name is Amy Simon and this is the Purposeful Pen Podcast where we uncover how to build a writing life that brings joy to us, glory to God, and benefit to others. Have you ever had the experience where certain topics keep resurfacing every time you look? Emails, posts, conversations with friends? Well, our relationship with social media has been one of those topics for me these last few weeks. When I planned this episode months ago, I had the tentative title of Boundaries with Social Media. That was before the conversation about using social media at all seemed to heat up in the spheres I frequent and before the topic seemed to poke its head around every corner every time I turned around. So based on a lot of discussions that I've been having and the thoughts I've been thinking, I decided to go beyond discussing boundaries with social media today, instead talking about evaluating our relationship with social media overall. So first of all, Let's make sure we're on the same page. What qualifies as social media the way that I'm using the term? So I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or X or whatever it is now, TikTok and LinkedIn might also qualify. I would not put Pinterest in that category. That's actually more of a type of search engine. And YouTube is also different. That's more like a video search tool than social media. So have you ever been in a dating relationship that was starting to go stale, not really working anymore, but it was just so comfortable, even if in its dysfunction, that it was difficult to break up? We tend to want to stay with what's familiar, even if it's a hot mess and not serving us any longer. I kind of feel like that's where I'm at with social media. Is social media inherently evil and bad? No, it's morally neutral. But how we use it and how we allow it to affect us is not morally neutral. So my purpose in this episode is not to convince you to leave social media, but rather to take an objective look at how it's working for you or not working for you, both as it relates to writing as well as personally. So let's split it into two categories using social media as a producer, as a way to get our writing message out there into the world, and using it as a consumer, scrolling to catch up with friends and family and read other people's content. The first type of use directly affects us as writers, obviously, but the second affects us as humans, which also indirectly affects us as writers. So first of all, as producers and writers, I see four main purposes for creating and promoting our work on social media. Number one, to find new readers. Number two, to serve our existing readers with our content. Number three, to interact with our readers and get to know them better. And four, to bring those readers onto our email list. Social media especially Facebook and Instagram, has long been the gold standard for being one of the main ways, if not the main way, that we get our message across to our audience. We post our writing there in order to both serve our existing readers and to hope to find new ones. It's how we build our platforms and show the publishing world that we had enough people interested in our work to warrant them offering us a publishing contract. It was a place to interact with our readers through comments, likes, and DMs so we could better understand them and know how to serve them. So, we learned not only how to post pretty pictures, but also to create appealing posts in Canva. We stretched ourselves to create funny, engaging, short video reels that could capture our readers' attention, but hopefully not simultaneously make us look like fools. And we stepped out of our comfort zone to talk live on video to show that we are, in fact, real humans who relate to our readers. We jumped through the hoops and did the things. And for many, that worked just fine. And if it's working for you to accomplish those four things I mentioned, great. But I would just encourage you to evaluate whether that's actually happening for you. There's no point in doing something simply because it's always been the way it's done if it isn't accomplishing what you need it to accomplish. So take a look at those four categories. How's it going? Is it accomplishing those things for your writing? One writer I follow on Substack was talking about this recently. She has noticed that her Instagram interaction has gone way down in the past year or so, and she genuinely asked her readers if they might tell her why. One comment that came up a couple times, at least, was that ever since the pandemic, social media has, in general, become a place of so much controversy, vitriol, and criticism that many readers no longer feel safe commenting on posts publicly for fear of being attacked. It's no longer a safe place to be vulnerable. Now, many of us write on topics that require some level of vulnerability in order for our readers to interact with us on them. So perhaps social media isn't the place to have those conversations anymore for some. So how about the other areas? Are you finding new readers? Are they moving from your social media accounts onto your email list? Check out your insights on your posts. How many of your followers are reading your posts, even if they aren't interacting? Is it an effective way to get your content to them? So now let's talk about the influence of social media, and honestly, it's really phone tech in general, has on us as consumers. I thought about doing a bunch of research about all the statistics on what social media and our phones do to our attention spans, our emotional lives, and our spiritual lives, but I realized I really didn't need to do a lot of research because it would only confirm my own experience. So how about our attention spans? Personally, I already lean a little on the ADD side, but I know how surfing Facebook or Instagram gives me that dopamine hit in such short little doses with no effort on my part. It's an easy buzz. Writing, on the other hand, requires focus and times of undistracted attention in order to follow an idea through. Is your social media use hindering your writing by fracturing your attention? Do you find yourself checking your phone while you're writing, allowing yourself to be distracted because it's easier than finishing that blog post? And for the record, I am 1000% guilty, by the way. I really struggle with this big time. So how about your emotional health? Through social media, we are instantly bombarded by all the sorrows of the world, local and global someone's child who was deathly ill or was in a terrible accident, an earthquake one place and war and atrocities in another. Now, I'm not suggesting that we should live with our heads in the sand, but I don't believe that God created us with the capacity to hold all of those sorrows. What if we were to focus on the needs that were right in front of us? A struggle that a neighbor is going through, the trials of a fellow Bible study small group member, a prayer request from a close friend. Yes, it can be helpful to keep up with family and friends who don't live nearby, but how is your use of social media affecting you emotionally? And lastly, how is it affecting you spiritually? When you see certain people's posts, does it make you struggle with jealousy, a critical attitude, anger, frustration, or fear? How does it affect your walk with God and the fruit of the spirit in your life? Perhaps if you decide to keep social media in your life, it might be helpful a helpful practice to sift through your followers or friends every once in a while and delete or snooze those whose posts make it more challenging to walk with Jesus. I find that there are people in my life that I can be friendly with and interact with in person with no problem, but their social media posts are frustrating and make me feel critical toward them because of the controversial topics they post about. Now in real life, I wouldn't even know what their stance was on those topics because our relationship just isn't at the point that we would talk about it. But they post about it on social media so I know that they're for this or against that. Because I know that from Facebook without the broader context of a deeper relationship, it negatively impacts my attitude toward that person. Whereas, if our relationship had developed in a natural way only in person, I probably would have understood the context for why she believes what she does, and it wouldn't have the same negative effect on my relationship with her. Because of the way that some people use social media, it gives us more access to their opinions on things than the overall context and depth of our relationship can really handle. So I mention the emotional and spiritual effects of consuming social media because our lives and our writing are not separate things, but they're intertwined together. How we're doing emotionally and spiritually directly affects our writing and our ability to serve our readers. So how about you? Maybe you're not drawn to social media and are able to use it as a consumer or a producer while implementing healthy boundaries that's great. It can be a useful tool, both in our writing and in our personal lives. But if you're questioning its place in your life, I encourage you to evaluate whether it is a blessing in your life and writing or not. There are some helpful resources that I'm including in the show notes, so be sure to check them out. I would love to hear from you. If you're getting this podcast in your email inbox, that means that you're subscribed to my Substack. You can like and comment on the episode right from the email. So tell me, are you reevaluating your relationship with social media? If so, in what way? And just a reminder, if you use the Substack phone app, there is a chat feature where I'll be posting discussion questions and downloadable journaling prompts each Thursday that relate to that week's episode. So if you're not sure where to find those, let me know. thanks for listening don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on substack to take advantage of additional resources comment on the chat questions and see what others are saying as well there are also journaling prompts you can download to further process the things we talk about in each week's episode you can further support the podcast by liking it commenting on it and of course sharing it with others